0: Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Win Bet. Bet hundred dollars at Win Bet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com dot slash Win Bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com dot com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code NFCBEAST for fifteen percent off. Active until the Eagles or Giants lose their next game. Welcome everyone to the Die Hard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean. Second, the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin, we got the win. Eagles are now six and oh, can you believe it? Eagles take down the dreaded Cowboys, 26 to 17. A good game by the defense offense. Again, gets out to the nice lead, kind of just hangs on after that. Oh man. It just feels good going into the bye, six and zero, undefeated, best team in the NFL. What's happening, Justin? What was your take on that game?
1: Uh, I guess my take was that you know we're able to win when we need to. Uh, I. I would say, you know, we didn't really dominate necessarily. We did have control of the game. It looked like we were potentially going to lose control at the end. But when you needed it most, I mean, Hertz was able to come out with a drive similar to the Arizona game. You know, it seemed like we had it in hand the whole time. Um, Then they come back a little bit and then all of a sudden, you you know, you you clench up and then our offense comes alive for one final drive and we're able to to lock it up. Um, I think the thing I like though most, and there's some takeaways I don't like, but the thing I like most is that our offense is able to adapt to what any defense is bringing us. And I mean, we've been able to win in every facet of the game now, you know, throwing the ball and now running a couple of games here and even just mixing it up with balanced offensive attack. Rob six and Oh, taking down the Cowboys. What more could you want? Oh, it was great.
2: I mean, especially after our last you know, few games against them, we've had oh, a couple so embarrassing ones. One that Justin and I were at that you uh, skipped uh, <laughs> for no reason. Um, but, no, it felt good. I, I, It wasn't a perfect game by any means. Obviously, we were placing, uh, facing Cooper Rush. Uh, I still have concerns that, that we talk about about the second half and adjusting and, and our inability to score. I shouldn't say inability, but how we seem to slow down. Um, but I think my favorite thing out of it was I really, I, I was impressed with the offensive game plan to the extent that they were able to, you know, really kind of neutralize Mika Parsons. Um, and they did it in an interesting way. You know, they didn't really, they didn't double them. They didn't just put single on them. They basically just on some plays left them unguarded and forced him to choose between either going after Hertz, and in which case, if he did, it left another receiver or someone else open. Or, you know, if if he didn't, then Hertz was open to run. And I, I thought that was a a clever way to attack it on a lot of plays. And I know they talked about it on the broadcast too, but I was happy to see that our offensive staff was able to scheme in such a way. And then, you know, obviously just getting a win and, and seeing Sirianni's fire, um, you know, was great as well. Yeah, no, I mean, it really was uh, a big
0: concern. Like, Hey, what are we to do with Micah Parsons? He's so dominant, but yeah, it was the idea of leaving him unblocked sounds crazy, but then Jalen is so good at making those reads. I mean, Shout out to, to Sirianni and psyching for taking something that works at the college level that, you know, Jalen hurts did at a very high level and incorporating into the pro game. I think it's easy to critique and be like, Oh, I didn't do this. Didn't do that. But I I think that was a very creative way to attack the Cowboys defense. And I I don't, I think that was the most points the Cowboys defense have, have allowed all season. So it's easy to say Cooper rush and the turnovers, which was great, but I think our even just putting up 26 against his Cowboys defense, I think um, was, was pretty solid. And again, got the win, got the cover. Uh, Justin, what about you? Any, any, any takeaways from the game? Anything that bothered you with the game?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think Rob kind of pointed it out, you know, where our, our offense seems to go stale after the second quarter, you want to see more, you hope to see more. And um, <clears throat> it just seems like they take a little bit uh of a while to adjust to whatever the defense adjusts to after half. You know, these other teams are smart. They adjust to what we have to offer in the first half. And then it seems like we need to readjust to that. And it it seems like we're slow to do that. And it takes until, you know, midway through the fourth quarter. Um, But luckily we're able to, you know, typically put together a drive in order to seal it in the end. It would just be nice to, you know, really be able to jump on top of a team coming out of the half so that we don't have to worry about, you know, some dumb penalty or a play potentially impacting the game. Dumb penalties, meaning, you know, that uh, what was it, the block in the back that they ended up picking the flag up on. I mean, that could have ended up being a big play um, because, you know, it allowed uh, the Cowboys to sustain their drive and uh, continue to go down the field. Taking a quick break to talk about WinBet. That's right, bet big, win bigger with WinBet. And of course, here
0: if you're in New Jersey, a lot of birds fans in New Jersey got the WinBet casino. It's open 24 hours a day. Get that 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, join WinBet's biggest winter club. Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $100,000, sorry, 100,000 dollars free bet. WinBet truly Djens only. And again, bet one hundred dollars. Get a hundred dollar free bet. Just go to sportsgamepodcast.com slash win bet so they know we sent you sportsgambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. Offer subjects to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state play through when is available if you're so knows, knows again problem. Call one 800 522 and we're back on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Yeah. I mean, I to me, the, the biggest critique or the thing I find the most annoying is that you know the deep uh pass was working for us uh early in those first three games. And then maybe because of scheme, maybe because of weather in the Jacksonville game. I mean, again, I kind of understand why they weren't taking as many deep shots against the Cowboys, but I still would have liked to seen a couple, you know. I mean, the the longest we went were like a couple 20 yarders. I know it's tough to get that max protection that you need against that Cowboys defensive line. And maybe, maybe we'll, we'll see uh, more deep balls coming back after the buy where we don't face as crazy of a pass rush that we were facing. So uh, that to me, the lack of the deep ball, it'd be one thing if Hertz was struggling with the deep ball, but the deep ball was successful. Now, kind of coming back the other way, there is something to be said for like our eight minute offense where again, Justin, you nailed it when you, when we talked about the kind of like the Arizona game where, Hey, we really need to drive. He, we, we drove down, ran the ball. Great. Bled a ton of time off the clock. This time we actually got a touchdown to make it a two score game and kind of ice it. So that stuff I'd love, but just would love to see a little bit more aggression on the offensive side of the ball when it comes to the deep, uh d- deep passes cuz I think Hurts is good at them. Rob, what's your what's this week's beef with Jonathan Gannon?
2: Uh so uh, what is my beef with Gannon? I mean, I still think and, and it's it's getting harder, I will admit, to criticize the defense because we have <laughs> I think the most take <laughs> Um, you know, th- the statistically there are many things that are actually very good and and I will be the first to admit that. I still just think And it's mostly in the second half. It it seems like we come out and there's this period where it's like, we kind of lose our mojo a little and the teams really start to move the ball on us. And it's happened now in multiple games and we got, we've gotten lucky with turnovers or, you know, whatever, but it's, it's allowed the games to get closer than they should have, I think. And it's combined with our offenses inability. And again, I shouldn't say inability, but slowness to score in the second half. And it's, it's, kind of begging the question to me, you know, we're coming out and I think we have good game plans in the second half. I don't know. in the first half, I don't know how much is scripted, you know, probably the first series or two, Um, you know, the defense seems pretty well prepared in that first half. And then it seems like the other teams are, you know, I almost want to say they're adjusting a little bit better than us at half. And we're a little slow to pick it up. You know, I don't know if the defenses are adjusting to our offense or if we're just kind of saying, hey, we're going to try to soak up the clock and almost get not aggressive enough. Uh, and that's part of our offensive things. And same same with defense. Are the offenses kind of adjusting at halftime and we're a little slow to react to that? And that's my fear. And I hope with this bye week coming up, the team kind of looks at that, maybe looks at their tendencies. What are they doing that's so good in the second quarter Where we're like vastly outscoring any team um, compared to the third and fourth quarters, where we're letting these teams get back in. You know, there's no way that game should have even become close. Uh, The Cardinals game shouldn't have become close. So something's going on, and my fear is that we're just adjusting a little slow, or maybe we're being too stubborn. And Sean, to your point, my other, I guess, my other critique on the offense would be. You know, I, I think I saw that AJ Brown has like the fifth most receiving yards or something like that so far this season. I could be wrong on that, but the actual number of targets between him and and Devonta is pretty close. Actually, I feel like these guys could be like leading the league because I sit through some of these games and I feel like, why aren't we throwing it more? Like it, AJ Brown is unstoppable on the slant. And it just, it seems like we go these vast periods without even throwing to him or using them. I, I mean, I feel like we're leaving so many yards on the table in in that passing game, especially with A.J. Brown.
1: Yeah, I mean, in the... the I was just going to say, I think in the second half, though, at least this game, it was difficult just due to Lane being out and Driscoll being out there and the fact that they had to kind of adjust to that. So, I mean, the run game kind of neutralizes that a little bit. So you you take out a little bit of that pressure and allow Hertz to hand the ball off a little bit and see what we can do with the line in order to adjust to mica. I think that's part of, at least in this game, the second half. Previous games, I'm not sure. But sorry, uh, Sean, I kind of cut you off.
0: No, no. I was going to say to to Rob's point, like anytime they're throwing the ball to AJ Brown, it seems like it's an automatic completion. And he had that great run after the catch that he turned into a touchdown. I mean, there was like a screenshot of him with the ball around like the 10 yard line with a bunch of Cowboys defenders there. And he just like cut right back into them. No one wanted to tackle him. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I feel like we could be getting even given the ball more to AJ, like he's been a great, great addition to the offense. And I feel like we're not even using him enough. Hopefully. Uh, and I think when we play some teams with like not as strong pass rushes, uh, hopefully we get him the ball even more. Cause he's been, he's been amazing uh, and he's just, they're just dominating. Uh, it's crazy. Like, I don't can't remember when we've had a receiver duo like this and cornerback duo like this, like the cornerbacks we have right now are historic and, You know, Rob, I agree with some of your critiques again, and like the play calling is frustrating, but again, like the turnovers, we're getting turnovers. I think we've allowed 14 defensive touchdowns and we've turned the ball, uh, created 14 turnovers. Like that's crazy. Uh, It makes the job, the offense's job so much easier.
2: Uh, Yeah, I I think Sean, you could argue that the signing of the off season and and taking out AJ Brown, obviously he was the biggest trade of the off season. But maybe the biggest signing of the offseason after A.J. Brown was Bradbury. I mean, I, oh, absolutely. I think that he has yeah. transformed that defense. Um, I mean, having two corners playing at, you know, really an elite level. I mean, Bradbury's leading the league in, in pass breakups, I think, with like eight or nine. Um, it's I think it's just made that defense so much better. And if we had a weak corner on one side, I think the, the entire defense could be a totally different story. And, um, you know, just to chime in, Sean, you mentioned a screenshot One one screenshot and fun moment from the game I do want to throw out there was we all heard DeMarcus Lawrence before the uh, game oh, yeah. saying talking about Jalen Hurts and how well he hadn't played their defense yet. Um, and then there's that one play where Hurts kind of juked him and there's a screenshot of him just kind of laying on the ground and Hurts <laughs> running. Uh, so that so that was that was a great moment from the game that I think deserves a shout out.
0: Yeah. And, and we, we've found ways to win in different ways. Like a lot of Hertz's wins last year were because of him running the ball, honestly. And, and it was just run, run heavy, but now they, you know, he's making big passes when he needs to, we've won some games uh, via the pass, I think. And, and again, like showing up in clutch situations, having AJ Brown there has been huge Honestly, like what Hertz did last year kind of reminds me of what Daniel Jones is doing now this year for the New York giants, where it's like not doing a ton of mistakes, running the ball a bunch and having, you know, a good running game surrounding them and the defense putting them in good spots and that's how they're winning. But I, I think our offense is really taking a nice step up and I, I love, I love where we're at right now, six games in and uh fun little while we close out the Cowboys game, fun little stat. I saw there on the old Reddit, the last time the Cowboys won the super bowl, there were only three star Wars movies, which is uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Cause there's like 25 now. Uh, and then Hertz again, 155 yards passing, not a ton, but he, he didn't even do it a lot with the run, um, but two touchdowns and like that, that touchdown to Devonta looked really good. And again, once again, no turnovers, like he's, he's been playing a clean game. So I, I just love what I've seen
1: out of this team so far. Uh, I Rob- do. Sean, I just want to add, though, because I don't think we do give Gannon enough credit. And, and Rob, you pointed out the fact that, you know, Bradbury is a great signing and how he certainly gets credit for that. But I think Gannon is doing something that's great is he's actually not getting too involved. He's allowing the talent to, you know. <clears throat> take over the game for us, we don't need the blitz that much because we have the talent in the secondary with Bradbury and Slay. And you're also seeing it with Slay's performances. Teams are going, you know, not going to uh, the weak corner because there's no corner to throw to. So Slay is having, you know, this potentially um, defensive player of the year type season because the guy's not open on the other side and we're not blitzing as much as other teams, but we're still getting, you know, we're probably top three in pressures in the league at the moment. So it it is kind of nice to see um, the fact that we're able to utilize our talent to such a degree and maybe Dallin, maybe Gannon shouldn't get that much credit for it because we do have a talented defense, but at the same time, he's not fucking it up though, either. Yeah. The
2: one thing I would like to see is Jordan Davis on the field a little more and Sean, I'm going to steal your stat that you sent to us earlier, but um, you know, I, I, this was t- tweeted out by Zach Berman and the Eagle uh, opponents have run against Eagles 132 times this season. Um, when Jordan Davis is on the field, they've averaged 3.92 yards per carry without him 5.94 yards. So, um, you know, a significant difference. And, you know, I don't know, honestly, I don't know that this was Fletcher Cox best game um, just by the eye test. I, I think, you know, I think he has some left in the tank. Don't get me wrong, but I, I think there's no downside to getting Jordan Davis uh, Davis out there even more.
0: Yeah, no. And and it seems like I've been kind of keeping an eye on the snap counts. It does seem like his, his snap share continues to rise. Yeah. And I think, cause he's just such a massive dude, they did, they wanted to ease him in and, and, you know, it seems to be working. So, but you're right. Like, He's, he's just a beast of a guy. And you saw a couple of times uh, it, where he was just like clogging that hole up and like ex- just put one of those big paws out to the side and taking down Pollard or Zeke. And, you know, when, when the Cowboys seemed to get a little bit of momentum going running the ball, it was because he wasn't out there. So I don't know. I, I hope they just keep putting him out there. He's a good athlete. Like I, I think he's dude seems like he's in good enough shape to keep playing and, and playing more. I mean, we could keep going on the, on the defense. I Chauncey Gardner, Johnson, the fact that he had that, whatever that weird hand injury was, you know, Collinsworth was the way he was speculating. It almost made it seem like, Oh man, he might be out for the entire season watching it live. I thought he may have tore his pec muscle because he was like yanking at the ball. And then all of a sudden he's holding his arm, but turns out it was just a hand injury. They wrapped the hand up and then he comes back in the game and makes a super athletic diving play. Uh, for that ball to get that interception that really helped kind of win the game. So shout out to him. I know. I mean, honestly, he was kind of the lowest performing uh, defensive back we had, I I think, uh, because he's, he's been getting turnovers, but he's been struggling in other aspects of the game, but huge game with the two interceptions. Of course, things got a little chippy because it is a Cowboys Eagles game. Uh, the, the D lineman randomly tackling Jason Kelsey at the end of the game and Sirianni uh, yelling and mixing it up. I thought it was, I liked it. Uh, I enjoyed it. I like to see, uh, I like to see that out of my, uh, my football coach, especially in a rivalry game. There's a funny screenshot of uh, Fletcher Cox, like looking at him, like what's going on? Like kind of <laughs> almost scared. Uh, it was pretty funny, but, I don't know. Justin, are you, do you think that's cringe worthy or do you think, uh, there's no room for a coach to be doing that? I like, I like it if it's, you know, he shouldn't be out of control, but you know, if someone's randomly tackling your guy, you should stand
1: up for your players. Uh, I don't know about the word cringe. I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, I'm not 11, but, um, <laughs> But you know what? I, I wish he would be, you know, a little bit more contained. I agree it's a rivalry game. You want to want to be amped up and animated. Uh, I'd say I'd like him to tone it down just a touch. Uh, I like who he is, though. I love the energy that he brings. I think that moment honestly wasn't his best, but whatever. It is what it is. I, I don't think it's a huge deal overall. Uh, but, yeah, it, it kind of reminded me. The reason I kind of don't like it is, It seemed just a little Sean Payton-esque to me, something I could see him doing out of all the coaches, and I was just like, eh, not a big fan of his, Uh, but whatever. It was rival. Like you said, it's a rivalry game. Uh, You get passionate, and it happened. What are you going to do? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I think it was
2: pretty egregious what he did, too. I'm so disappointed in Justin right now for not (laughs) sticking up for Sirianni. Um, I I said it. it
1: wasn't a big deal. (laughs)
2: I'm all for it I think it's exactly the kind of coach that Philly needs um you know he was in the moment I think he said in his press conference like look I'm always going to stick up for our guys and and I think the players love that I think you know they've clearly taken to him so you know I I don't uh, I love it and I think
1: it's it's perfect for this city what about Rob Thomas? I don't know. I don't think Rob Rob would be doing that. <laughs> I mean, Rob got pretty excited. He's completely <laughs> different. It's so funny. The difference between the uh Philly Rob, he, he
0: showed a little emotion when they uh when they clinched against the Atlanta Braves. He was getting you know, he was getting a little fired up there. Yeah. You know, again, it's a kind of a situational thing. I, I, I liked what I've seen out of Sirianni and stats. I forget which one of you guys shared it, but um, Eagles are 13 and three since the flower metaphor that uh, he threw out that everyone in Philadelphia wanted to kill him for. And then they go into Detroit and go on that run. And uh, to me, I I thought it was kind of like, honestly, at the time I thought it was a little lame, but the fact that Jason Kelsey broke down the huddle, calling it roots on three. Then I was like, all right, I'm on board. If Jason Kelsey's on board, I'm on board. And that really, that really is all that matters. Looking at our schedule, you know, everyone critiques the Eagles like, oh, they haven't played anyone. Well, meanwhile, you know, the Cowboys, they were four and one before they lost to us. The Vikings, they're five and one. They're only losses to us. I, uh, when Justin, when do we lose our first game? I mean, looking at this schedule, we're going to be favored in every game. We have to realize that this is the situation we're facing. When are we going to lose our first game?
1: I don't know. I, I just, uh, I was looking at it. What? Yeah. Just yesterday. I think the biggest gauntlet or hurdle for us is going to be those three games. I think it goes, uh, what Colts green Bay Titans, um, I could see us losing one of those, maybe even two, potentially. I know Green Bay is is slumping, but I think we play them in five weeks. Who knows if, uh, you know, Rogers has a little bit more continuity with his wide receivers at that point um the Colts are a weird sneaky team I don't know Matt Ryan just had like the game of his life this past week it did seem like he had much in his tank they can always come around and then Rabel's just a good coach I mean he he seems to know how to win with that Titans team at times so I I think it could potentially be one or two of those um and if we did lose to him I think it's just kind of the NFL and the way things work I'd have to see how it goes down uh, but it, it's going to be it's still a long season. It's only been six games. Still yeah. got 11 more.
0: I'm going to go out on the limb and I'm going to predict our first loss is going to be December 18th against the Chicago bears, because this is when we have mm. three road games in a row. We have at giants. Then we have at bears and then at Dallas. I think the fact that you have that bears game sandwiched in between two massive division road games, I think is an easy, we see this in the time, all the time in the NFL where teams look past certain teams and maybe even at Colts on November 20th, um, but at bears December 18th, I could see that, you know, ended up being a super ugly game and, and maybe us overlooking them. But I mean, again, we're going to be favored in every game. It's it's you know like none of these games we should get blown out or not have a chance in Rob. What do you,
2: uh? where do you picture our first loss? First of all, I can't believe you picked the Bears. Have you seen them play this year? (laughs) No, but again, Um, that's that's how we're gonna lose. Is
0: it's going to be an unlikely? I mean, the Colts have looked like shit too. But you know, it's a
2: non-conference road game there. These those, those are just. It's just tricky to win on the road in the NFL. I mean, I hate this hypothetical. I want us to go one and zero next next game. Like <laughs> Rob's uh, taking it one Sirianni game at a time. at look. <laughs> look
0: I,
1: I think the. I was like, stretch... we haven't talked about the Steelers yet. <laughs> Sorry, I, I go think Rob. The <laughs>
2: toughest stretch is the Colts, Packers, Titans. You know, even Giants yeah. in, in that four game. You know, if you're asking me, I think that's a tough stretch. And you know, I don't want to pick a specific loss, but I I think that's the toughest stretch of the schedule. So. Um, but you know, I think I, I hate picking a, a one to lose, and I hate you know speculating through the end of the season as well. So yeah. I think we've been playing well, and, and just passing you
1: know, keep it like that. This is a podcast where we share opinions. Yeah, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, we all need to uh, keep the juju positive at this point.
2: Oh, I and, like it.
0: I like it. I, you know, I, I don't think we're going to lose, but if we had to lose a game, (laughs) it might be at the Chicago bears taking a quick break to talk about no house advantage. That's right. You, you love playing the over under player props. You love DFS. No house advantage combines that. And you got a shot at winning at two uh, winning at $250,000 in cash. Are you kidding me again? Or you can play against the house, go five and and win 20 extra entry. They got you covered for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Plus, First deposit match up to $25. Just go to knowhouseadvanch.com. Use our promo code SGPN. Nohouseadvance.com. Promo code SGPN. You will not be disappointed. We're also brought to you by Babbel. That's right. Again, um Love learning some Spanish. I go down to Costa Rica a bunch. Love trying out uh, the Spanish. It's it's cool to be able to talk to people in another country in their native language. Babel makes it super easy. Ten minutes to complete a lesson. And again, you can start having real conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. That's pretty easy. I mean, yeah, try to lose weight. You know how long that takes? New language. Three weeks. Let's go. 14 different languages to choose from including Spanish, French, Italian, German. They also have a really cool uh, speech recognition technology helps improve your pronunciation and accent. Games, videos, stories plus a 20-day money back guarantee. And if you use our link, you get up to 55% off your subscription. All you got to do is go to babble.com/sgp that's b a dot com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription babble language for life. And we're back on the diehard Eagles podcast. Biggest concern moving forward. I think for me, special teams is certainly up there. Uh, although uh, honestly, like the most important thing for me in special teams is not, not turning it over, like not muffing the punt and fumbling, which Covey is as muffed a couple hasn't lost one yet. Or maybe did he lose one? No, he didn't lose one yet. No, I don't think he lost. He lost. He muffed one, but he recovered it Uh, again. The fact that you have Elliot and he's hitting his field goals, that to me kind of balances out the other concerns in the return game, uh, which I think are serious, but I still think it's, you know, getting away from these, uh, the, the deep passing game, which I think can really bust open some of these games. So that's my, that's my biggest concern moving forward, which again, the fact that we don't have massive concerns and you know, obviously injuries as well, but it looks like uh, the spy week's coming at a decent time where a lot of guys are nicked up, but no one's super seriously injured. Justin, what about you? Biggest concern for the rest of the season?
1: I think you just did hit on something, um, and it, maybe this is a good thing for me to say. Uh, it's just the special teams at the moment. Yeah. Um, obviously, if there's anything wrong with the offense or defense, that's a that's a much bigger concern than anything to do with the special teams. But as of right now, I mean, you know, Elliott's been banged up. I think he'll be back. If I'm, I, th- I believe Are so, right? Back Oh yeah, he was back last week. Thank you. Um, so Elliot's back, but who knows if he's actually 100% at this point. And uh, yeah, our return yards aren't the best. I was looking at PFF. I mean, we're one of the worst special teams um, right now at the moment. It'd be nice if we could, you know, step up the blocking a little bit more. And Covey's done an okay job. It uh, looks like Sippos actually is, is coming around. The last two games, I feel like he's had some really good punts and been able to pin teams back a little bit, which is nice to see.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, in a perfect world where I, I still think we should trade for a better punter, although he had, he had one nice one uh, like inside the 10 or right around the 10. So that's helpful. But I mean, we have like a championship caliber team. I, I don't know why we have to have this shitty ass punter. Rob, what about
2: you? I mean, <laughs> besides, besides Gannon, what's your biggest concern? Well, obviously Gannon, but, um, you know, I think my biggest concern is, is less talent, but more just the, the health of the offensive line. I think yeah. we've seen a few games now where we've kind of had guys coming in and out. We saw how last game was impacted when Lane Johnson's out. And I know we've talked about before on the, this podcast, but there's, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but the Eagles record with and without Lane Johnson is yeah, like it's drastically big. different. Um, and it just, it, it almost seems like, uh, you know, Driscoll and those other guys are able to step in better at left tackle than right tackle for some reason. Um, because, you know, when, when my was out, it, it seemed like we still played pretty well, quite honestly. So now I know they also had, you know, Mika Parsons over there and that's yeah. a tough task for anyone coming in. So I don't want to draw too many conclusions, but I just think the long-term durability and, and the health of that line is It's going to be a big factor going forward. And, you know, obviously injuries in any position are, are a huge factor in a team's success, but you know, that's the one area that, that gives me a little concern.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I guess uh, also worth note, uh, I think Andre Dillard will be back after the pie. So that adds to our depth there. And I, you know, again, I think that could be huge if again, my lotta gets banged up or, or, or Lane gets banged up again. Uh, hopefully lanes back. He has the bye week So you would imagine two weeks off. He should be back from that concussion for the Steelers game. Uh, and then Kelsey, you know, he's up there in age Dickerson's always kind of a little nicked up as well, but the fact that Triscoll has gotten so much experience, he's a pretty good backup and so is Dillard. So at least we have some depth there, but I agree. Like if our, I don't know, lose, losing lane, you see, you saw what happens. Um, uh, This, I heard this is an interesting hypothetical. Would you rather go 17 and 0 or win the Super Bowl? I think on surface level, it seems pretty easy. You would just say Super Bowl. You always want to win the Super Bowl, but. I'll say this: No team has ever gone seventeen and zero, right? We had the Patriots went sixteen and zero in the regular season, then they ended up losing in the Super Bowl. We would be the first seventeen and zero team, kind of historic in that sense. You know, fifty what fifty six teams have won the Super Bowl, us included. I, Sean, can I stop
1: you? Just Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. All laughs> right. this is such, oh, a, non-s- this is I such a nonsense it. hypothetical I now maybe it. maybe the more
0: interesting hypothetical is let's say we are 16 and 0 15 and 0 justin we have the number one seed locked up are you playing your starters to go 17 and 0
1: oh uh we're 15 and 0 Probably not. I, I know, I I think back to Caldwell and Peyton and that season where he sat them and they got all pissed off. I would say probably not, you know, if you're the coach and you're thinking about it and looking at everything. Um, but you know what, I think that is actually maybe a conversation to have with the team, the players as well. Um, but as a coach, I think you got to save them from themselves. And I would probably, I, I potentially Look at sitting them. Maybe if they play, they only play a half and it's up to them to try and get the points on the board before you swap them out. Well, yeah, Does it doesn't. We don't but score yeah.
0: points in the second half anyway. So you're right. Yeah, that's true. In the first half. But we'll no, I right. wouldn't.
1: I, I wouldn't even try to look at uh, trying to go undefeated whatsoever. Uh, my focus would be on the Super Bowl. Just uh, get, get the one seed locked up. Get guys.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I may right. play them for one reason. Um, if we have the number one seed, I don't love the idea of these not guys not playing for two weeks. Yeah. I think that's a long time. I, I, and, so, and real quick, Rob, I, I think what was it? Um, one of the
0: seasons we had that, uh, with the Andy Reid season where we had the week one bye in the playoffs and we sat our guys as well. And then they came out and then they lost the first playoff game so yeah i mean our our week 17 game also is against the giants so maybe we're letting the giants in the playoffs by not playing our starters that's also something we got to think about. well
2: uh, here's well, one we also thing don't want to offend the integrity of the game by uh you know <laughs> oh, yeah. not trying oh to yeah win.
1: classic did you guys bring up the saints game by any chance playing the saints no, that's what you just said, Rob. They're the they're the sixteenth game on the schedule, so Great. I mean that's yeah. a reason maybe you want to start them as that pick, you know, yeah, potentially like to, knock them down or up in the draft. Yeah, know, we would be into-
0: we would be helping our draft pick by beating the Saints on New Year's Day as well. Um, yeah, I, I think the you just gotta play it. Hey, get the one you get your guys rested, but there certainly could be some interesting uh, formulas here at the end of the season. Especially considering like, not only are we six and oh, but the two teams that are like second and third in the conference right now are teams that we've beaten. So we've already got off to a good start with the tiebreakers as well. Taking a quick break to talk about Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV college and pro football, NFL red zone. Keep up on the rest of the games, the division and the conference, whatever it is. And for a fraction of the price of cable, watching all your devices, cloud-based DVR. So you can take it on the go plus Fubo TV free for seven days and you get a 15% off your first month. That's right. Free for seven days and 15% off your first month. Just go to Fubo slash SGP. That's f com slash S G P. We're also brought to you at odds trader odds trader is your number one. Stop when it comes to uh, everything you need to get down on gambling, right? Or you want to find the best promo codes, the best sign-up offers, they got you covered. You want play-by-play updates. You want live scores. You want bet tracking. You want key game stats. You want projected game day weather. They got it all. All you got to do is go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. That's O-D-D-S trader.com slash blue wire odds trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And we're back on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. We're going all the way. Uh, Let's do it. I know we uh, uh, we got to go back and I'll actually re-listen and and check in on our original predictions. I think we were all eleven and six. Maybe I may have been higher at twelve and five. But now that we've started out six and zero, what are your new uh, final record predictions for the Eagles? I gotta. I'm going to go fourteen and three. Like I, I just don't you know, eight and three in these next 11 games, that feels very realistic. So I'm going to upgrade the Eagles to 14 and three. And I think they get the one seed. It's, it's tough to predict. Otherwise the way this team's playing right now, Rob, what about you? If you had to pick the Eagles record for the final, uh, what do you got? Uh, 11 games left. What are you doing?
2: Um, Yeah, I- I'm around with you. I-, I could even see only two losses, quite honestly. And this, Again, that would assume that we're playing throughout the year. Um, you know, if we sit everyone, then that changes that. But you know what? I'll say three losses. Um, I'll be conservative. I don't want the team to get cocky. Um, <laughs> so I'll stick with that as well. Feels
0: realistic. Yeah. though. I mean, you know, even uh, some, I was talking to someone and they're like, yeah, you guys are going to end up with uh, 11, 12 wins. And I'm like that. Uh, that seems kind of low because six and O oh, we would be what six and five, the rest of the way out. M- maybe things really fall apart, but um, that feels like real low. Justin, what do you got us going the rest of these 11 games?
1: No, I agree with you. I think 14 and three is about right. Um, I-, I could definitely see us losing. Like I said, potentially two of those three, when you're looking at, you know, Colts green Bay and the Titans. And then, you know, there's, it's the NFL. Usually there's at least one bad loss that just doesn't make sense uh, within the season. Luckily we haven't had that yet, but you know, we got to, we got 11 more games to go. So 14 and three sounds probably the most realistic at the moment Uh, for us to do worse than that. I think it's really going to dive, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, And I think, you know, you guys did pick well, because uh, if I remember correctly, I was at least, I had them with at least one more loss than you guys were predicting at the beginning of the season. Justin yeah, wasn't Justin, a believer.
0: Yeah, Justin yeah. ten and seven. Calling for Gardner, <laughs> calling for Gardner Minshew. Oh, un- I never hired. said anything about it. <laughs> Rob, uh before we go, are you signing uh are you signing Jalen
2: Hurts yet? Oh man. Um no. I'm 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 waiting till at least mid season no matter what. I just want to see it. I think he's certainly on track. I am I would, you know, but out of principle I just want to see half a season at least. Um, but look, he's done everything right so far. So, I mean, it, it, if you forced me one way or the other, I would say yes. Um, I certainly think he's doing everything we've asked, the teams behind him. You know, I just out of principle we, we don't have to rush it. Let's see at least half a year. Justin, you still signing uh Hertz, right?
1: Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, as we get deeper into the season, it looks like even if he doesn't play well, we've we've seen that he has a potential. Uh and he's a grinder. I mean, he hasn't hit his ceiling yet. So even if, you know, he does have he he regresses a little bit, you know what he can do, and he can certainly do better, especially with another season if he if he starts another season in the future. The other thing too now is I think you got to start worrying about if you wouldn't, you know, how's that going to affect the locker room that we have at the moment? And it's just these guys seem so keyed up on him it's and be playing and for him. What's that? Yeah, they love him. So, I mean, that could change. Right. That, that has changed in the past with certain locker rooms and whatnot, but it just is, doesn't seem like it would with him. So I don't see really a downside to signing him at this point. Hell yeah. Rare breed, untamed breed of one. Let's
0: go, baby. Give us a follow on Twitter at Die Hard Eagles 52. Check out the Die Hard Eagles merch in the sports gambling podcast store for the Die Hard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean second, the money green for Rob for Justin go birds,
2: go birds, go birds. and go fills.